my hope for the time here for you all is both to get an understanding of the way I use the vocabulary and how I use the vocabulary and why, where did I get that vocabulary and what makes that a little different than what you see out in the streets or out in the world, um, as well as then having some stuff that you could play with both can't play on yourself, sadly. So that's the only mm-hmm. thing about Thai, Thai yoga. <laughs> and and I'll start by using that word because the word yoga is a reference to the recognition that we're trying to bring together two things. And within the same element of trying to bring together, yoga has within it the same awareness that we're trying to experience that there is a sense of unity. And however you want to think about that, but there's something that connects us all. Something that connects the universe and then connects each other. And so immediately in Thai massage um, or Thai yoga, what I find very beautiful, and it was my teacher, Pichette, that would use that word a lot. And then I realized, wow, there's a reason how he would use it. But before we, I'll go there, meaning there's two people. There's the person who's getting the experience and there's the person who's giving the experience. And a lot of time, people just think, oh, it's like, oh, great, I'll get something. And thanks for giving me. But in reality, it's about the shared understanding of a, a tandem meditation where a regular yoga class or a regular yoga practice, the only person that benefits is the person doing it. In a Thai yoga experience, Two people benefit. So once again, unlike the idea of Thai massage that's popular out there, that, ooh, you're going to get something and you will feel better. What we're going to start with recognizing is that, well, yeah, you will also feel better. Yes. But I'm going to feel better. (laughs) I'm going to get something from this experience. That's going to heal my body. That's going to fix my body. And when I went to Thailand, I did not go to Thailand to study Thai massage with that understanding or inclination whatsoever. The first time that I had heard about Thai massage was when I was working at a wellness center, a high-end resort, a very, very expensive, very successful top resort in the world. They would always be listed in the magazines or the companies that try to rank high-end resorts, and they would rank either number one or number two. (laughs) And so I had the pleasure of being the yoga assistant, yoga and mindfulness manager of that resort. And we did a retreat one year, and I was offered a massage because I was going to stay at the resort. And so when I called the spa, and they were like, well, I've never had a massage, or I've had maybe like an experience with a massage student that was like, oh, you never had a massage, let me give you one. So maybe at the time, I think I had one massage. And the image of massages from the TVs or from the movies was always like, you know, like this depressing, not stretching, but pressing deep tissue, that kind of stuff. And my friend was more like nice and gentle. So I remember when I called the spa, I really wanted to get that deep tissue, hook mm-hmm. me up, I'm doing yoga a lot, I'm, I'm, an, I'm a physically muscular-looking individual. And so I called the spa and I was like, hey, can I get a deep tissue? He was like, well, sorry, we're all booked. The only thing we have is Thai massage. 
And I've never heard of Thai massage before. And so I asked, well, what is that? And they were like, well, it's yoga for the lazy person. <laughs> and I was like, well, one, I'm not lazy. And two, I already do yoga, so no thank you. <laughs> and so I didn't get the experience. And a week later, when I was hanging out with a couple of friends who were massage therapists, I discovered that Thai massage was completely different than the image that I had. They showed me a couple of pictures, and it was like, oh, wow, I can't believe that I said no. And they were like, okay, well, we're going to try to show you. So my friend showed me, and when she found out that I was on my way to Thailand, to India, to study Ashtanga with Patabi Joyce, and she was like, hey, you should go to Thailand and study Thai massage with this person. And as much as you now have been studying Ashtanga and step by step and take our time to know what's going on, that's my image that I had about Thai massage. And it was going to be still six months before I'm traveling when she told me about this. And I was like, well, maybe, you know, like, okay, I don't know. I mean, I'll go, maybe I'll go after. You know, thanks for the idea and thanks for this person. You say, and, but maybe I'll go after. But then as I was planning my trip, actually buying tickets, it dawned on me that I might as well go to Thailand first, learn this. And when I go to Mysore in India, I can do it on people. And then when I come back to the States again, because the resort gave me a leave of absence, when I come back to the resort, I could offer this private yoga-like experiences because unlike regular massage when you're naked, Thai massage you have clothes on. And if you could describe it as yoga for the lazy person, then that could just be a private yoga class where rather than me telling you what to do, I'll move your body like my friend moved my body. And so I had that image in mind. And then I went to Thailand first, and I went and sat at my teacher on the first Monday morning, and there was all these other people in the room. And it was obvious that these other people knew what they were doing. Compared to me, it was like, well, I came here to study tennis. What's up, my friend? You know, like, I mean, uh, and so, and then the teacher was there, and he was teaching out of his garage, and there's statues of Buddha and statues of other monks and pictures of people. And so it very much looks like a temple experience. And so we're all sitting in front of this temple experience in front of him. And then he turns around facing that. We look at his back, starts bowing and starts chanting. You know, for lack of a better word. I don't want to say the word prayer, even though it's prayer, but it was chanting. It's like this... Today... I know it, and we'll do a little bit of it and explain why it's existing there. But at that day, on Monday morning for me, Gabriel, it was like, what's going on? <laughs> and that lasted for about an hour and a half. <laughs> and then after an hour and a half, he turned around, facing us again. He sat, looking at us, and says, what does a yogi do? And I remember thinking, what are you talking about? <laughs> I know what a yogi does. <laughs> and then he just repeated the question, what does a yogi do? And everyone's just sitting there. And then he says and points with his arm around his body, a yogi sits and a yogi feels. And I was like, yeah, that's true, very true. But what about Thai massage? <laughs> so my teacher, Pichet, bon to me, the experience of Thai massage is a yogic experience. A yogic experience from the idea of how well aware are you? 
What are we doing here on Ashtanga, on the yoga mat? We're developing a sense of awareness. What's happening with my hands? What's happening with my feet? What's happening with my body? What's happening with my breath? And if I know what's happening with my body and my breath, then I can feel that sense of connection that exists between me and the world around me. Does that make sense? Now we take many, many more months before I would get to that understanding because I knew nothing about Thai massage. And literally that first week, I felt lost. No one told me, go here and do this, and go there and do that, and pull here and why. I had a little bit, a little bit, a little bit of experience because I did my research before I went to Thailand thinking, I'll be prepared. <laughs> I read some books. I saw the books had different positioning that you stretch people. The nice thing about Ashtanga in the Mysore program is that it's very individualistic and the teacher comes and stretches you and pulls on you. So there was a little bit of that feeling. It's like, oh wow, I get to pull on people. And people might pull on me. My friend, when she worked the Thai massage on me, I felt like I got pulled like I would get pulled in the Ashtanga class. Just different poses that my body was in. So then it lent itself very easily to think about giving a private yoga class like that when I came back. I even took a quick little weekend course two weeks before I flew and I learned about a 45-minute routine and I even heard the chant that belongs to Thai Massage that at some point in the hour and a half that he was talking or chanting I heard that chant too <laughs> so I was familiar with that portion of the chant not the rest of it and so I really thought that I'm I had some preparation and here in the week that I spent, I realized I had no clue. And he wasn't trying to teach, do this and do that. He was demonstrating, he was taking a person and showing, see this person has this problem, and then he would do something on the person. And so that was inspiring in its own way to see, oh look, you just helped that person, but I have no idea what you did, and I have no idea how I would do it, so that's cool for you. <laughs> I remember at the end of the week, because I paid for a week on Monday, so it wasn't like I wasn't going back, I paid already. <laughs> I remember at the end of the week thinking, thank you, but no thank you. And I wasn't going to come back to that. And because I was living in Chiang Mai, the town close to where he lives, you could see that there's different Thai massage schools. And so I chose one of those schools. And then for the next two weeks, I learned the three-hour dance of traditional Thai massage. Which, again, like, like all of you who are new to the Ashtanga and you're learning the Ashtanga step-by-step, step, that was like that. It's like, it's a sequence. As much as the teacher in the first week was always saying, forget the sequence, forget the sequence, I was like, dude, there's nothing to forget. I don't even have a sequence. <laughs> and so I knew that there was a sequence from the books. I realized that he was pushing towards not having to work from a sequence but if you don't know a sequence you can't not work from a sequence you're just working blindly and pretending that you're not working a sequence and so I went and studied the sequence and it was very much a step-by-step -step, and because I already had a shtanga practice for me a yoga practice for me it was a little bit easier for me to kind of go to the class 
go all day, learn different movements, spend the evening at dinner and after dinner going back and putting in my head so when I went back the next day to the school, I could demonstrate that I remembered what I learned the day before. Like those of you who are memorizing a little faster the sequence. And so by the time I left Thailand, I felt that I had the three hour sequence with a cheat sheet pretty well. But no one wants to spend three hours and so when I asked people if they wanted Thai massage when I was living in Mysore, I would do maybe an hour and a half, two hours, just kind of peeking over. And about two weeks, three weeks into this, I suddenly began to realize that the week I spent with that man, Pichet, as much as I was totally confused and lost, had taught me things that I did not necessarily learn at the school. Things like keep your arms straight, be well aware of how your body is moving compared to the person. Suddenly little things that he was pointing out that this movement is helping my body. Yes, it's helping your body, but it's helping my body began to make a little bit more sense. And so I knew very quickly that now I really wanted to go back and be with my teacher again or with that teacher that now he's my teacher. And after four months in Mysore, I went back to Thailand and spent a month there and really began to notice the things I'm sharing with you and will share with you now, that the experience is about me first. I'm going to help my body or I'm going to hurt my body. And if you're not here, I'm not going to be able to help my body in that way. I could do a regular yoga practice and help my body. But if you are here, there are things that I'll be able to do for my body that are going to help my body through your body that I will not be able to get if you were not there. And yes, you will benefit too. And as Pichet likes to say a lot of times, it's good for me, it's good for you, it's good for both of us. But it's got to be good for me first, which is very, very different than how people approach massage or approach body work. Does that make sense? Any thoughts or comments based on this little story that I gave you about my experience and my teacher? And so the way the, the first teacher was teaching you was like just demonstrating and... Yeah, correct. He would just show and if, and, and, and if he doesn't show up soon, then I'll just take one of you and, and demonstrate. But we spend this little time chatting and then the idea of the model is that I'll be able to just show on one person and then the students get to learn. Otherwise, the person who got it done needs to see it also. And he was commenting, now I'm doing this, now I'm doing this? Or? No. No, 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 no. I wish. So then... He wouldn't comment at all. Uh. <laughs> I mean, he would just, like, he would, he would just say what I just said. Like, it's good for me, good for you. I was like, well, how is it good for you? <laughs> okay. you know? But then how do you pick up, like, because you, then you did that for a month? How do you pick so, up this? Right. So, oh, okay. So you're right. So, so then at the end of the so sometimes... Like, like he would just point out, and I remember when it hit me, like he was still doing it, but it was so fast. If you weren't really paying attention to him, and you were paying attention to what was being done on the other person, then you'd miss out on this little tiny point about like, it's like, that leg is here. He's not English, is not as good as mine, but like, like if you didn't notice, they were saying, see here. Good me here. And then he would keep going fast like that. Not like... And then there'd be moments. And so some of the little story is also bringing in 
information across years of me with him. Um, and, in a, and so he's not here, but in a second I'll show you. But like, I remember one day I worked on him. And at this point, I've been with him for two years, and I know quite a lot of different things that we should be paying attention to. But I was working on him, and he was lying down, and I was about to start. And if you look at Thai massage books, they would all start in a similar way. And then all of a sudden, he lifted his head, because he's just lying on his back. He lifted his head, he looked at me, and he says, like he likes to say to everyone, terrible, terrible. And I remember hitting his foot and be like, why are you talking about terrible? What do you mean terrible? I know what I'm doing. And he's like, no, terrible. And he was like, look, you're back. No, you're back. Not good. And then he sat up and showed me that the position of the way my knees were could be improved in such a way that would improve my back compared to the way I was sitting. It wasn't necessarily doing anything for my back. Not necessarily hurting it as much because I knew that you could sit in a way that would hurt your back. But, so it wasn't that, but I didn't sit in a way that would help my back. And then I refined my attention to paying attention to him even more so as he was doing that. Um, in regard to that first week, yeah, in that first week, he would just he would just kind of point to his arm. And because I'm a yogi, like, I realized, oh, I'm straight, but I don't know what you're doing. So I'm not really looking at your arm. I'm looking at where your hand is on that person. So I might remember where to put my hand on a person because I don't know what to do. But you kind of point it out, you know. Or you would scream at the other students saying, terrible. And then you tell them, straight leg. <laughs> and so that was that first week picking up. So then when I worked in India on people, then I realized, ooh, wow. You know, like he said this, but you said straight leg. And so now I can see that. Not that I'm realizing how beneficial it is to me quite yet, but I'm realizing that you gave me some pointers as I'm working on people that are beneficial. And then at the end of the session of working on someone, I'm like, wow, I feel good. And I really remembered things like my friend in America told me and things I would hear in the first week in Thailand when I was hanging out with different people. And how people would say that they do Thai massage, but they feel like they're in pain. Yeah, that's my experience. So not just the person getting it, but the person giving it. A lot of Thai massage providers, the people who do Thai massage, their body's broken. They're in pain a lot. And now I know more about my teacher. And my teacher came from a household of Thai massage masters. His father was a Thai massage master. And so he was doing Thai massage. And I remember sitting with him a few years later, sitting with him outside at the lunch area where we sat. And he was telling me, I used to be broken. My body was broken. I used to walk with a cane. So he has a lot of canes around him. And sometimes he like to take the cane and say terrible and knock you on the head a bit. In a loving manner, because you're not thinking, you're not paying attention, you're not noticing what you're doing. And so he was walking around in a cane. He could not sleep lying down on his back. Welcome, right on time. He, was, he could not sleep lying down on his back. And so we're sitting there and he's telling me this. You can grab a couple of cushions in the back. And then he says, and then I was at the temple one day. And the a woman came up to me, an old lady came and she told me, I don't know what you're doing, but you're doing it wrong. Because you're messed up. And she began to help me pay better attention. And through her and paying attention to what I was doing, I was able to fix my body. <coughs> and so Thai massage, the way he does Thai massage, helped him to heal 
and fix his body. Does that make sense? And so, now that you're here, thank you very much for being here. No, I'm glad I found it. I was actually like, uh, a bit confused. I, just, yeah. I oh, okay. was just thinking about it and I was like, maybe it's last. Right, right. I was thinking. <laughs> because because of stuff. course, I misjudged the time again because it's like 20 kilometers from where No I'm worries, no worries. We had a chance to kind of do a little intro. Yeah, so, glad, it worked out perfectly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, you can take your fanny pack off and put it to the side. No one's going to take it from you. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and then come and lie down. So you guys, so you ladies can <laughs> immediately like yeah yeah, yeah. Let's go. right right into action. Come and lie down. Come lie down. You need a glass of water after. <laughs> so now we separate. So you come lie down on your back here, with your head towards them. So you come closer. Yeah. You relax. Is it, is it okay if I record? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no privacy. Yeah, no privacy. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to do a couple of things that is too much for you to learn today, but this will emphasize what we just talked about. And then, and then I'll show you the things I'm going to teach you to be able to play with friends. Um, so. You remember I was telling you that I was sitting with my teacher and he's lying down at work time. You get the chill. Now, Thai massage, if you look at books, you see people begin Thai massage. They'll tend to begin sitting with their knees together, in between their feet of the client, and start to do stuff. Nothing wrong with that. You stretch your ankles, you stretch your knees. Those of us who come from the West sitting in chairs, can't even sit like this, you know. And you can just imagine the extreme, which is the basketball professional who has high shoes, their ankles are, they look at this and like, ah, oh, no way. So there's a lot of benefits you can get for the legs by just sitting like this, which is a Zen style meditation Japanese style. Nonetheless, look at my back. My back is now rounded like it was when I was in my mother's belly. But I worked really hard when I was born, when I came out of her belly, to start arching my back. But now I lost my arch. If I lose my arch, which is what happens as we age, what happens to my rest of my body, I collapse in the shoulders, I collapse in the neck. So I knew that we weren't sitting with our knees together. I knew that. So I sat with my knees apart a little bit, and then my teacher looks at me and says, terrible. I'm like, why? Why terrible? He's like, oh, your back, not good. I'm like, what? I didn't think about my back, technically, right? At that point, it wasn't. I just, he's like, open your knees wider. Now notice how when my knees are wider, what happened to my back? Got the arch back. So, in just the way I was sitting, before even touching the person, I could either help my back or hurt my back. Right? He's going to experience pressing on the feet the same. He's going to enjoy it. But I'm going to go home after the session feeling like, oh no, 
Please, no more guys. No more clients. One was enough. My back. Does that make sense? These days, I love bringing on. How many people want to get time massage? The more I come, the more I benefit. Because if I don't sit with a client, I might sit in a chair and watch TV. Right? But if I do have the client, then who's, wow, I'm sitting in a way that's helping me, energizing me. My back is arched, it sends energy up and down my spine. So notice, I'm not going to talk about the benefits of their body so much today. I'm going to keep referring back to the benefits that we get. When I show you some stuff that you can take for other people, then I'll talk about benefits that they get so that you can tell them. But for right now, I'm just going to do a couple of things and show you how those things help me. So, these th so the trick, so here's the beautiful aspect. The Thai massage is like a yin and yang experience. If you're new to it, it's difficult for the person getting lying down to be the yin, do nothing. Because we've never been moved. And so they become the ability of learning to trust and let go and develop their own sense of meditation. Because we should be able to learn in our lives how to let go, how to trust that there's something that's going to take care of us. That make sense? And then I get to learn to trust and to have that sense of I can't take care of you. Why and how do I know I can take care of you? Not because I'm just like some genius. It's because I know the dance, like you know the Ashtanga practice. And then we trust in the dance. The Thai massage sequence, like the Ashtanga sequence, is an old sequence. A little bit later I'll tell you how it was formed and who formed it. But it was designed by the doctor of the Buddha, a man named Kumar Bacha. He put this sequence together as a way that would help two people. And so I can trust in the system that it was going to help him. Whether I'm helping myself or not, secondary, the system is going to help him. So then I also learned to meditate. We learned to meditate together. So it's okay if you, if you help me, it's okay right now, but does that make sense, this aspect of the meditation, the trust? No, no, he doesn't need, his job is not to help me. No, but you told him it's okay to help me. Well, well, the idea that like I was moving his legs, so he moved it for me. Ah, okay. <laughs> so it's okay, you know. But ideally, it's like, dude, just relax, I'll take, I don't need your help, you chill. I'm in. I'm not going to help his hamstring and I can press on his hamstring and I can press like this. Now as you all look at his hamstring, it's like, oh, it might be nice. But now look at my hamstring and my hamstring is active. My leg is unable to relax because it's bent. By the sheer element that my leg is bent, it's already holding tension. If my leg has tension, I have tension. If I have tension, he will have tension. Regardless of how nice it feels, because everyone says I feel so good. Now my leg is straight. Now that my leg is straight, I also get to stretch my hamstring. Now it's good for me, and it's good for him. Then I get to stretch my other leg. Straight. 
not in the beginning, like your phrase, like it's gonna hurt him and all that. So you get to learn to deal with this weird conversation that you have because it does feel good, especially when you get it done. But your brain will play that game. This movement is very good for the colon of the body. For the what? The colon, the large intestine. The large intestine that runs here. Good how? Because it compresses. So this is a pose from yoga, for instance, known as Pavanamuktasana. Uh, so you just pull it in towards your shoulder, and it helps to massage the colon. On the right side, it's going to be on the right side is going to be the ascending colon going up. On the left side, the descending colon. And if you bring both knees together, the transverse colon at the top. Right now, I'm helping his transverse to move stuff out. However, where is his foot? In my colon. In my large intestine. So thank you very much. Uh, I get a massage that I wouldn't get <laughs> if he wasn't here. Kind of like then a mirror, no? Like what he's, what you. In some places, correct. In some places, but but so outside of this little information, I know because of the yoga and the uh, uh, organs of our body. But just the idea that this foot is giving me a nice belly massage that most of us hardly ever work through our stomachs. You know? Especially in the Western culture, we have a very weird <laughs> phobia on our stomachs. So now I'm cleaning. I pressed, I stretched, and now I'm rinsing his hamstring out. And while that was just a quick little session, he can comment how this leg feels compared to that leg. Oh, it feels better. It feels better. It feels longer, right? Yeah. Um, it feels stretched out. Yes. Yeah. So now we'll balance him out. See if you have any questions. Do the ideas make sense? Yes. Siddhartha Gautama, the person we call the Buddha, was a prince, a human being. And like all other human beings, would get sick. Very famous doctor at the time, an Ayurvedic most important doctor, a man named Kumar Bacha, was living around the same time. And lucky for Siddhartha Gautama, he came to visit him. And what he saw at the Buddha environment was a community of people. The Buddha, after he discovered his awareness, used a different vocabulary than the yoga of Patanjali. He studied it. That's why he's at eight limbs, eight sections in Buddhism. He studied it, but it didn't satisfy what he was looking for. 
But the Buddha discovered that the path, there's a simple path towards awareness, towards the discovery of the connection and letting go of the suffering. He discovered that we are the cause of suffering. We, we cause suffering by ourselves. And the way to uncause suffering is to do something for other people. And in order to do something for other people, you gotta have a community. Right? And so here this doctor came to this community and saw a group of very wonderful people. Some people were sitting in meditation providing that calm energy for the space. But if I'm going to sit all day in meditation, someone else got to get the rice. So some other people are helping the ones who are helping meditation, they work the fields. And so what Kumar Bhatta discovered was beautiful community, great ideas, but there's imbalance in the body. If you sit all day, you're going to have imbalance. If you work in the rice fields all day, you'll have imbalance. Yes, we could do Ashtanga Yoga and everyone will have a balance, but that's not giving to someone else, right? That's not doing anything for someone else. It's just doing for me. And so he, through his meditation and through that, realized, wow, there's a way that the people who are just sitting all day, who are calm and relaxed and aware and need to move, could help the people who are moving all day who need to just relax and do nothing. And that way together, they're giving to one another. And Kumar Bhatra put together the sequence called Nuat Boran, or what in English is called ancient healing. Nuat Boran is a word from Pali, the ancient language of Thailand that is a bridge between Sanskrit to the modern Thai of today. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. right. How your legs feel now? It was quick and short, but yeah, it was good. Nice. Try, but yeah. did you enjoy, like, while he was doing it, or do you just enjoy, like, the? No, it felt good. It felt right. Really? Yeah. yeah. I saw your face. <laughs> well, his face was like because point. it was like he was going to like areas. It was like, what is he doing? No, no, no. It was, yeah. it was nothing. It was just at first time I've never had a pain before, so I don't know. Right, right. So it's more about that confusion. Yeah, what, just, you go there? Why are you going there? <laughs> it's different, right? It's yeah. more um, bending, like, otherwise, a deep tissue is so different, right? right. Uh, I'm just, like, trusting. Thanks. Perfect. I'm going with your story. I'm just going with your story. I'm listening and I'm, yeah, absorbing. And you're correct. There is moments where if, if I wasn't talking to you and my attention wasn't split between you all and him, then I would have been a little bit more aware of the fact that it's his first time, he's restricted, he's stiff, and I would have backed off a bit, you know. Um, but we didn't go to the place of tension that you experience when people are not necessarily paying that much attention. But we did trigger the first, like, whoa, dude, what was that? It's kind of like if I was adjusting him in a stanga, we're like, what are you doing? <laughs> so it's kind of that. And there's that space between pain and discomfort that mm -hmm. a good teacher knows how to play with. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Because then it's it's very hard to to let go, no? If like you're in, in tension and pain. And correct, correct. Yeah, that's what I was. I was trying to breathe, or like just, but I just couldn't. You couldn't, right? No. Because they they took you past that edge. Mm. And again, part of it is just not 
a different approach on how to really pay attention. And am I paying attention? Am I choosing to pay attention to how that person's breathing, what's going on, compared to what I'm sharing with you, which is the next level now. Mm -hmm. But if you don't know what you're doing, it's very hard to think about, are you, am I breathing? Me. Yeah. <laughs> um, let alone, are they breathing? <laughs> mm -hmm. Let alone, are they breathing well enough that means that they're relaxed, or they're breathing fast that means they're not relaxed. <laughs> Right? So those, that's the next level aspects of things. Um, you can sit up. And, and what, what, so we're about to start touching on that. What, what you'll discover very quickly is that when you touch someone, your awareness of yourself goes out the window fast. Because you're focused on that. For whatever different reasons. Even though we keep saying, pay attention to you, and we're going to do some stuff without the person, and you're going to realize, like, oh, this seems easy enough, and then all of a sudden you touch the person, and everything I said about keep your back straight, keep that straight, just went out the window, bye-bye. <laughs> because of a weirdness aspect that once you touch someone, there's a whole different sense of self-consciousness that sometimes you're aware of, and often you're not. And once again, why it's a yoga practice. The capacity of coming back to the skills of being in the moment, being aware of what's happening in my body. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so they become a beautiful tool. I hate to say that. They become a beautiful yoga mat, the person, to help us practice our yoga. And they benefit too because it's like, yeah, feel free. You know, <laughs> all of you are going to tell yourself that I feel great. None of you know anything. But <laughs> Questions or comments before we do a couple of little preliminary movements before we start doing the same movements on one another. I'm just wondering about his, his breathing. Is, is it something that... Nothing. We, we just... So, okay. So because, since you asked yeah. it, I'll bring it up. Because it's the next level. Mm. They are like a yoga mat. They don't need to do anything. If I was trying to heal his body, which is not what you're learning, if I'm just trying to give him a yoga experience, which is why I use the terms Thai yoga and Thai massage. Thai yoga is I'm doing the sequence and I'm trying to just be calm and relaxed and let you enjoy the dance. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to trigger any tension. I'm not trying to talk to you. You're, once, once they lie down and start to get moved, they fall into a space of quietness. So why am I going to start talking to you? Even though I don't like talking because there's no way in there because like, they just, they're trying to get you to that space because you're on your back. Most Westerners are not used to that kind of massage experience. They're used to having their head down. Yeah. <laughs> and so they can see that your eyes are open, you're looking everywhere. Mm -hmm. And so they're talking to you because they're trying to calm you. But outside of that aspect of the Thai massage world in Thailand talking to you, when you start getting it done, you fall very quickly to this calm experience. So I don't want to pull you out of there. So the Thai yoga is being able to remember the dance, move well with the dance for me, straight legs, straight arms, and feeling them. Not trying to push you beyond your limits, but, oh, that's where you go. Great. I'm not judging. I'm just checking where you go. Yeah. That's how far you can go. Mm -hmm. I might know that you should be able to go deeper and blah, 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 but that is Thai massage. Okay. And Thai massage is when I'm trying to help fix you. And if I'm trying to fix you, 
then it's not going to be comfortable always. I'm going to find areas that there's tension and problematic. Mm -hmm. And then you're not going to be in a calm, relaxed state the whole time. Mm -hmm. And when I'm aware that those moments are happening, then I can help you capture your relaxation by, hey, come on, breathe. Mm -hmm. Breathe. Mm -hmm. But how will I help him or her know how to breathe well if I don't breathe well? And so the Thai Yoga, which is what we're learning, and the skill now that you can take for any experience in life, is not that they need to breathe a certain way. Is that you should breathe in a certain way. And not that you need to breathe with voice like a Sangha or deeper. All you need to do is be aware of your breath. And that's mindfulness. Or Vipassana, which is what comes from the Buddha. To know when you're breathing. When is your inhale, when is your exhale. And if you are aware of your inhale and exhale, the other person will be aware of theirs. So if you're in a conversation with someone, and you are aware of your breath, they'll be more aware. But if you're not aware of your breath, and you expect them to be aware of the breath, And then the last piece, now that we brought Vipassana and breath, the second piece of Vipassana mindfulness is know when you're breathing and then accept whatever is happening. No need to judge it. Just accept it. Like I was accepting. Like to help me. Fine. Help me. Together, to be aware and to accept whatever is happening leads to the path of relaxation, connection, and meditation which in itself is the relationship of understanding that there is a force larger than me that works through me. That makes sense? And that's a skill you can take with you anywhere. And those of you who have a yoga practice, especially a sangha, it's just a focus on breathing, then yes, when you start working, come back to your breath. But like those of you who started the sangha, I can't help you with the breath yet since you have no clue how to do sun citation A movement. So once you know the movements, you can then fall back and like, oh, inhale and exhale. And so yes, a lot of people who don't know Thai massage, hey, come on, let's let's do the dance. And I get to meditate, you get to meditate, and I have no judgment. And oh, that's as far as you go, as far as you go. Oh, look, you go deeper. You go deeper. And then and then yes, over time, if you do the dance well and you do enough people, you'll begin to realize that you begin to sense where someone's tension is. And then you might begin to also sense like today, hopefully, you'll realize, look, the dance itself already changed the tension. Were you aware of it or not? That's the first part. How am I going to change your tension if I'm trying to help you? And I couldn't even tell the difference that when I was doing the dance, and when you, when you look at it in a minute, you'll see it again. But we repeat certain things and I'm going to touch the same spot again. And if I touch the same spot and couldn't tell that there was a difference, then how can I tell myself that I know how to help you? Mm. I couldn't even tell the difference between one touch and the same touch in the same area. Mm. That makes sense? Let alone that you should do this or that. And that's when you take away the, the sequence. The sequence, the dance, is showing you how to move the joints well, how to take the body on a good range of motion experience, how to touch different muscle groups, and feel how they change because of the touch. 
And then because you have that experience, then when someone comes with a certain tension in a certain area, you can be like, oh, well, that movement helps that area. So I don't need all these movements, or maybe I need this and that, because that helps. Does that make sense? And that's what my teacher means by forget the sequence. But you can't forget a sequence if you don't know the sequence. <laughs> and so that's why I call it Thai yoga. By learning the sequence, developing the sense of awareness, developing the sense of self. And there's a third and final piece that takes a long time to know, which is how to really move energy in the body. And I'll save the conversation for that after we play to close. What we're learning is how to move and press people, which will change the manics a lot, especially those of you who are in Ashtanga, who've already felt the benefits of someone pressing on you and stretching you. Right? Yeah. You feel manic? To help you, make you feel better. Yeah. And so that's what we get to do with the people. And before we close, we'll touch, we'll talk about the energy and energy lines, and how and why that's more difficult, because it requires a different sense of awareness of touch that you develop by pressing and stretching.